0: This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Umphreys the Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreys, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Javiniak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Drapped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where I chatted about the Humphreys McGee shows on August 5th in Wilmington, North Carolina, and the August 6th and 7th shows also in North Carolina at Beach Mountain Ski Resort. There is a link in the show notes if you missed it and would like to give that a listen. Before we get into what's on deck for this week, I wanted to quickly chat about Wow Wednesdays over on Twitter. I think I mentioned this briefly on a past episode and maybe if you saw the posts on Instagram or Facebook or maybe you're already in the loop and know all about this on Twitter. Anyway, Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge, aka Umfax, over there on Twitter are working on a podcast that will be a part of the DATC Media Company family called the Humphreys Wow Show. Coming soon. Very, very excited about this. In the meantime, they are working on building a wall of wow. I have the air quotes there with versions of Humphrey songs. Over on Twitter at UMWowShow on Wednesdays, they chat about a new song and the versions that make up the beginning bricks. Whoppy Sprayberry, Hurt Birdbath, August 2x2, and DBK have been up first. And I invite you to check it out and participate. We would love to know what are your favorite versions of songs. And they might be added to the wall or chatted about on future episodes of their show. If you're not on Twitter, that's totally okay. Like I just said, I've been posting on Instagram and Facebook. So you can comment right on there. Or just added on the DATC Media website a page for the Wall of WoW. And you can see the graphics for the beginning bricks. The dates are there for the songs. And there's also a spot on the page if you scroll down where you can comment and agree about the beginning bricks there. Or maybe offer your own insight on a version that left you with wow. Links for everything can be found in the show notes. Very, very excited to launch this show and bring it to the community. I think you guys will enjoy this level of Humphreys Nerdery. I I know you are. I know you guys are gonna love this as much as I am. This is so awesome. And there's some very fun surprises on deck that I can't wait to reveal. So stay tuned for all of that. Like I said, links for everything are in the show notes. And in the meantime, check out Wow Wednesdays. This week on the show, I am excited to welcome my guest, Tranum Fitzpatrick. Tranum is a fellow umphreak freak, lighting enthusiast, and is also the founder and CEO of Birmingham, Alabama based band booking company Repsy. Tranum also worked alongside Clay Maddox and Crescent Sun Lighting during February's Wrapped Around Nashville little run they did at Chris's house. Clay was recently a guest here on the show as well, episode 163. There is a link in the show notes for that if you missed it, as well as a link for my Wrapped Around Nashville recap as well, episode 138. Shout out to Clay, who is the reason that Tranum was a guest. As soon as I was finished talking to Clay, he messaged Tranum and told him he should come on the show. So thank you to Clay for that. This was a really awesome chat. And side note, we can also thank Clay, in case you didn't know, for those bomb-ass hot sauces that Umphreys recently released from Nashville Heat Sauces so damn good like oh get yourself some if you haven't already seriously even from a collector's standpoint if you love collecting umbree's merch you know like it's fucking cool um but the sauce is really fucking bomb so we get into all of that in clay's chat if you're interested um but it's so good i'm so obsessed and i highly suggest you get some um there's a link for where you can The sauce in the show notes as well. Back to this chat with Tranum, we talk about a whole bunch like where his passion for lighting came from, 2020, and what the past 18 months have been like for him, and some of the things he's been up to, like his company, Repsy, and who he represents, and how, although his company launched in August 2020 during the depths of the pandemic, when, I mean, live music was basically at a standstill, that actually turned out to be an advantage for him. So that's pretty awesome. And Tranum also talks about his first Umphreys McGee show and his whole journey with the band. You know how I love to hear that. He also tells me what he likes about being part of the Umphreys community how Humphrey's lighting inspires him, and we also talk about what he thought about Waffle's lighting, and of course, we talk about Mr. Ben Factor. Side note, both Waffle and Factor have also been guests here on the show. Waffle was episode 55, and Factor was episode 109. I will link those in the show notes as well if you wanted to give them a listen. Tranum also tells me about his podcast that's coming soon, The Lumen Show, his friendship with Claymatics, and what it was like getting the call from him that he needed help with wrapped around Nashville. I mean, that's as an umphreys fan that's awesome so it's cool to hear him talk about that he also tells me his biggest takeaway from that weekend and the experience and he also talks about the time he got umphreys to play his college homecoming dance yep october 17th 2014 Look it up. It's on all things Umphreys and it's available to listen to as well. I'll throw the links to the set list in the show notes as well as a couple different places that you'll be able to listen to it. Um, at the time of this recording, I haven't thrown it on yet, but it is on my list to do this coming up weekend. Um, so I'm excited to give it a spin. Um, make sure you check, uh, social media out for this post, um, about this episode. I'm going to share a picture that, uh, Trannon gave me after this show. Um, it's really great. It's really, really funny. Um, so yeah, this was just a really great conversation. It was so much fun to, to meet Trannon and get to know him and then his story and hear this really great, uh, experience of having Umphrey's play at his college. So yeah, thank you so much, Tranum. And and thank you so much, Clay, for hooking this up and making this happen. It was really awesome. And I'm really grateful to have met you and chatted. Do you create shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers, Maybe you make screen prints or sell other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on. Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that could make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele. Are you looking to hire some cool people to work with? Perhaps you have a rad idea for a podcast or some other creative idea that you think the community would love. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company would love to help. With space available on our podcast network for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, commercial spots here on this show as well as the other podcasts on the network, and more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have a question? Shoot an email to Dropped Among This Crowd Pod at gmail.com. So here is my chat with fellow Umfreak lighting enthusiast and founder and CEO of Repsy, Tranum Fitzpatrick. Started with you just telling me some more about yourself.
1: Yeah. Um uh so I live down in Alabama in Birmingham am i've been an Umphrey's fan for gosh like 10 years now yeah just about my my first show was i was a freshman in college it was new year's at the tabernacle um and uh so that was like that was yeah 10 years ago which is crazy um or yeah yeah nine or ten years ago um, but yeah, I live in Birmingham, uh, big Upris fan. I like, you know, all the jam band stuff. Um, uh, I run a company down here called Repsy. Uh, we book bands online, uh, for, for a lot of private event stuff and Greek life. Um, but we also do some public stuff. We're getting pushed more that direction, which is always fun. So, um, yeah, I'm just, a uh, jam band loving lighting nerd who, you know, likes to have a good time. I don't know.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Clay mentioned oh, you yeah. recently got married.
1: Yes, I did. I did. I got married about um, six weeks ago.
0: Nice. Congratulations. Um,
1: it was. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, it was uh my very lucky man. For sure. Nice.
0: nice. as Bayla oh, yeah. says, don't fuck it up, right?
1: <laughs> yes, don't fuck it up. So far, so good. So good, far, so good.
0: Good. Good. <laughs> so. Let's start with like 2020. Talk about Mm -hmm. what that experience was like for you and what are some things that you did to keep yourself creative during the past 18 months?
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, I started my business, which is, uh, you know, a band booking business, Uh, literally, and we went live, our our software product went live, we've been operating for like a year, just about um, doing it the old school way but we are main product with live August of 2020. So like the worst time yeah. to launch a website where you can know, Um, you know, it was really, uh, it was bad timing from that front, although it, it helped us in certain ways, um, but it was definitely a challenge, you know, it was, uh, it was frustrating because all, of, you know, our market just evaporated overnight um, in front of our eyes. So it was a challenge, um, it was, but, you know, we really turned the focus to just, you know, talking to artists and everybody had a lot of success. Um, I think a lot of other people and agencies and that sort of thing where their foot was off the gas and they're just kind of, you know, in hibernation nation mode. And we were able to, to uh, make some, some some good inroads uh, with with the artists, um, which is, you know, half our business um, during that time. So it helped us a lot in that regard that I don't think we would have had as much success with that if it weren't for COVID. But and the thought is that, you know, our revenue was was completely gone because no one spoke any pants. For um, sure. So, uh, yeah. And you got to keep your people focused and, and, and uh, encouraged and motivated in this, you know, really depressing time. And it was, just, it was, it was a challenge. But, you know, we got through it and it's, it's looking up now. But um, creatively, though, it, we, uh, you know, did a lot of lighting stuff, um, played a lot of guitar. Um, I did a lot of surfing and fishing. Um, You know, I made the best of it. Uh, it It's actually kind of funny. I wasn't. I had. I honestly had not touched the lighting stuff in a while. At least, at least the stuff that I used for the Humphries gig. I was. uh, I was down in Florida where I met Clay, and down there I was kind of restricted to uh, what I had down there, which was you know what Clay mentioned uh, in in your episode with him. Um, so different completely different logic of how to do it and so I hadn't touched you know what we use for unfreeze in a long time and then that came along and um, um, kind of got me back into it so it was fun that was that was nice and then after that I I actually started my own podcast um, uh, uh, about lighting I interviewed Ben um and uh you know some some other uh uh manny newman of uh, pigeons and uh, some other guys um and honestly uh, like i filmed a bunch of episodes and then uh like i moved and then i got married and i'm just now getting back into that town pretty much and uh, i haven't uploaded anything but it's it's uh uh it's coming very soon so um i'm working on that this week but um, uh so that was Yeah. Thank you. So from a creative standpoint, we did that. Um, uh, It's called the Lumen show. Um, A little plug there. Sorry. Shameless. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's from a creative standpoint, that's kind of where the creative Jesus went. Um,
0: That's very cool.
1: Keeping yourself busy for sure. Yeah. You got to, you got to. Definitely. Um, um, For sure. For
0: sure. So where does your passion for lighting begin?
1: um so in college uh so I'll look back up to high school uh in high school i play with uh my friends were like all musicians or most of them were and they're all like way better than me like insanely good and talented like i thought i was okay and then i show up to you know my buddy joe's house one day and i'm like wow this is insane like so i played you know we would go hang out um at joe's house um and his mom didn't mind the noise and shout out to Fran and she, and she would let us play till like, the, you know, pretty late. And um, you know, I went to college and all of a sudden that went away. Cause I went to college with, where they didn't go. We all kind of went different ways and I missed that. And so we I had started this music club um, <laughs> and just from, it it kind of took off like a lot of people we were into it. I mean, the, the criteria was pretty broad. Like, are you into music? Most people are, you know, and he want to eat burgers, you know, once a month and listen to an album on a deck? Yeah, sure. So it kind of started with there and then it took off and we ended up, a fraternity had been kicked off campus and they were offering up to the clubs. They said, make your case. Um, and we had acquired some equipment because the school gave us money, right? They gave us like $5,000 for like a year starting out. And then we won the bid on the house, like uh, the the, you know, the, Competition or the debate rather for the house. Um, so they gave it to us. We had a bunch of members and we had equipment that we would provide, we're renting out to people for parties and stuff. Um, and that had to, to go somewhere and it was becoming a problem because it was getting expensive and it's like a love. So they gave us the house, like lock it up and everything. And um, we had, they gave us a, a lot of money. They gave us like $10,000 a semester one year. And so we had some excess money. So we had 20 grand for the whole year, right? Uh, we bought this insane PA and like a drum kit, basically anything for like, if you were interested in an instrument, you could walk in there, talk to one of you know the people who were in charge of running the room and like, go mess around with that instrument. And when we had like a Hammond organ that we found on Craigslist, we had all this cool stuff, um, but the room was kind of lame, right? So we needed some lights, so gotta set the mood yeah so we we bought these lights and we bought these we didn't know what the hell we were doing we bought these stupid old uh martin this is the original martin mac and for all the lighting nerds out there it's a very old light it has one arm on the yoke like most lights you see hanging have two arms just had one and they none of them worked every single one of them having like a problem uh, but we ran out of money after that I was like, dang, man, I didn't, I, know it, I didn't, none of us realized we needed like software or something to control these things. And it, it, if we had bought like par cans, we could have done what Clay was talking about with the little fader box, which is not that expensive. It's like a hundred, you know, get one for like $50. Um, but the lights we bought had all these features on it that we couldn't use with the board. So we had to get the software. So I like spent a little bit of my own money and bought the software and it was kind of fun, you know, of it really worked well, but it was, you know, it was a good way to like kill time and make the room green or whatever for the jam session. Um, but then I graduated and then I got a job and, uh, you know, I had like, you know, very cheap rent. And, um, you know, I bought these lights cause I had the software and I was like, I was building my own jam room in my basement. And so I bought some lights and I knew a little bit more this time. So I bought some better stuff. Um, not necessarily more expensive, but like newer cheap stuff that actually worked. And kind of started building this jam room in my basement. And it's kind of, I kind of got hooked and all of a sudden I'm buying bigger, better lights and I'm doing gigs and, um, you know, it kind of just went from there. And then I'm, you know, then I'm learning software that's like way out of my league and all that stuff. And But uh, I always joked, I was like, you know, for years I was learning like the software that we use for Umfreeze and I was like, you know, this really, I'm not doing lighting, I'm not a lighting designer. Like, why am I spending my, my like free time doing this? Because it's fun and I like it a lot. But I was like, it was kind of like a joke to myself of like, one day this will be, one day this will come in handy. And, you know, I eventually did So I'm glad I did it.
0: <laughs> so Clay mentioned something like, you got umphreys to play one of your college parties or something oh yeah
1: <laughs> yep yep so i saw so when i saw Umfries, uh it was new year's going from 2011 to 2012 with the tabernacle um what a hell of a first like, show right uh, i mean come on man it's still <laughs> like i think mean, i still go back and listen to it all the time and i remember being i, I was kind of, like my friends were way more in umphreys than i was up until that point and but all of them had at least been to a show. I'd never been to a show before, and I would listen to them. I like to listen to them. like when I worked out, so it's like aggressive, like high-paced stuff. And um, and but that was kind of it. And I wouldn't like I wouldn't throw it on unfreezing the car a whole bunch, you know. And then I went to that show, and I was like, oh, now I get it. um And so I, you know, you know, I try to get involved as much as I could with music. And there was the activ- college activities council. Dude book you know you're like homecoming concert by the school or your, you know anything musical or like any you know entertainment stuff that for the students and I wasn't in charge or anything but I uh you know motivated the people who <laughs> were to get unfreeze um and it ended up working out and I remember uh, <laughs> I remember they were like uh they're like man we got email like it was like kind of last minute like three weeks before the gig, like I don't know, they're saying Brendan has a wedding the night before in California, and it's not looking too good. And I don't know, I think someone said, I know, it might have been me, I can't remember, but someone else said, just give him more money. We gave him like five extra grand to get to get Brendan there. I remember Brendan showed up like right before sound check too. Like they had to like drive a rent up van and go get him. It was it was it was crazy. But yeah, Humphries came to my school um it was an awesome time they absolutely shredded um it was uh I was a little starstruck I think a lot of us were Uh, but they were super nice and um it was just a great time it was it was they they really were super super nice as you as you as you know um and just like what what do you want to hear man like I was like I don't know hit me with a much obliged you know uh, um they're just hey know, when they
0: ask me really that cool. question i'm like i, I right? don't know i'm so on the spot right now <laughs> everything
1: yeah a am much obliged in a booth and then i don't know let it ride in there
0: <laughs> is there a recording of this
1: yeah it's on nux it's um um farmville virginia that's where was, the town i went to, next to my college where i went to school um okay uh, i can't remember the date Hold on. I'm going to get a photo for you. I think I have it saved on my Nugs app.
0: That's cool. I have to listen to this um, now.
1: I'll, I'll I'll shoot that. Up. I'll shoot you that off- offline. But um, okay. yeah, it's Farmville, Virginia. I want to say it's
0: 2015. Okay.
1: 2015. Okay. sounds right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sweet. That's so awesome. He told me that and I was like, oh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. Um, um, And they shred it too. They laid it down. Um, of course. I remember Jake was like, he was like i hope no one shows up i hope it's like 12 people like hope it's like super intimate we haven't played a college in forever man um so yeah that was that was fun
0: that's awesome so tell me some more about the first time you and clay met of course he Mm. told the story from his perspective so let's hear it from your side
1: yeah no i mean it was pretty spot on Um, I remember it was okay. So full disclosure, it was the fourth of July, or like the third of July, and I was down there with uh, my current, my she was my girlfriend at the time, she's so my wife now. Um, um, and you know, we would drink it. It was like six thirty, and we're on the beach and we're blasting fish from the house, and you can you can hear on the beach. Uh, but there's like no one around, so it's pretty a desolate beach. Um, and uh, up walks us, We're like hauling the chairs up to go upstairs to like take showers and eat dinner, and This guy walks up wearing a Grateful Dead t-shirt on. He's like, you know, you listen to fish. Like, is this, you know, movement dance or whatever? And, you know, I was like, yeah, man. Like, hey, we're going to go eat. Like, come back in two hours. We'll hang out. And we go upstairs to shower and eat. I'm like, Rachel, did I invite some stranger just met on the beach (laughs) into our house? She's like, yeah, you did. Like, I was like, ah, that was, I was like, I'm going to regret this. I know. And I was like, he won't show up. He won't show up and then like sure enough he shows up and it it turns out he's like the nicest guy in the world and uh you know he's cool shit and we're in the same things and uh he loved the lights and um you know after that we just kept in touch like you know i you know i don't really know anyone else who's into lighting around me or clearly you know my age or my town or anything there's a few older guys around here but like you know they're not texted me and stuff. So it was, it was fun to have someone who kind of like hopped on that journey with me. And, um, he would send me stuff. I'd send him stuff and, um, introduce him to some things and see, you know, see him get excited. It was really fun. And, um, uh, I never, I never thought it would end up like where it has, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been fun. Clay's like the nicest, most humblest dude I've ever met. Um, um, so it was easy to, he made it easy to to, uh, to be a friend for sure.
0: Definitely. I agree. So then talk about Clay calling you and telling you, Hey, <laughs> I need your help on this thing with Umfries.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, to so Clay, you know, he was doing these gigs with Keith and it was so funny. It was like, you know, I guess COVID happened really, and that's when Keith started doing the streaming thing. And I forget exactly how Keith and Clay met, but um, they, uh, you know, they. He's like, "I'm hanging out at Darius Rucker's house." I'm like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> like, you, you're doing lights for Darius Rucker? Like, what? <laughs> this is this is this is so funny. Like, it's incredible. Um, and then um, he called me off the Umphreys gig and I swear, I uh, he, he he texted me. I remember being at work and thinking, like, like I don't know. I, didn't, I was like, I, I thought for, I think, a day or two, and, like, do I do this or not? And then the other thing that's crazy that Clay didn't talk about was, like, Humphreys never knew, Kevin never knew I was coming until the day of. Like, they thought Clay was going to show up with his rig and do the thing. They didn't know that I was going to show up with a rig. And I I ended up, I was like, look, this is the first we're going to do with Clay's rig and maybe my rig, but it really wasn't going to work well. I was like, "Ah, this is unfreeze. It's a stream. It's three nights. Like there is not only is this not going to look the best, there's going to be a technical problem. Like Clay runs the same stuff I run. And when you run it for days on end, like you're going to have problems. It's going to be a crash and it's going to look like garbage for like a few minutes. And if that happens, I, on my watch, I would just—I don't—I know what I would do so. I uh, I rented because of COVID. You could rent like high-end gear at a steep discount, and so we rented um, like, uh, like over four. If you were to buy it all outright, I think it was like over forty or fifty thousand dollars of stuff. Um, wow. But we kind of like we rented it for three nights, and it was it wasn't it was super cheap to rent it, so that wasn't a problem. I was like, if we're going to do this. Let's do it right. But But right. priest never knew any of this, so we show up because they because clay's whole thing was let's you know we're not gonna tell them you're coming because if we tell them you're coming they'll say no because they're really you know they're really uh covet conscious with the de- with without number of people inside and everything so clay put them on the spot but uh <laughs> um but it worked out i mean like i remember kevin walked out of the gr- in the garage and i had no idea kevin was at that point he's like you got a new covid test and i was like right here he's like all right come on and um uh, yeah, we went and did the thing, <laughs> but the, to answer your question, it was crazy. I mean, I, 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 actually really hesitated on whether to say yes or not. Um, just for a number of reasons, I was like, can I do this? Um, and you know, we had a little overcome a lot of challenges. Um, like we still use clay's lights in addition to the rig. I rent it and they were kind of critical in certain areas. But some of them were, uh, I don't think they're like some Chinese versions and they didn't want to talk to our console. So we had to like build, um, you know, uh, which we call a fixture profile, which is like a identity for this light, which I had done before, but not in this kind of circumstance. So that was a little nerve wracking, but we got it done. Um, um, And we had to kind of adjust on the fly a lot a lot of things
0: yeah it was fun it was awesome what was your Um, biggest takeaway from that whole experience
1: uh i think my biggest takeaway from that experience was when life comes to knocking like open the door and don't um you know don't waste opportunity because you know I don't know. You see, you know, go step outside your comfort zone. I guess what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're prepared, um, you know, go for it. If it's something that really fires you up and gets excited, don't say no because of self doubt or whatever. You know, just go do it. And if you really, like really give it your all, it'll work out. And this that's it worked out for us, and it was super rewarding. And um, you know, it was it was. It was definitely a little trophy I'll keep in my, in my mental, uh, 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 bookshelf for forever. Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, what yeah. an awesome piece of your Umphreys fan hood too, mm-hmm. to, to get that opportunity.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Also, you know, uh, uh, takeaway advice, like when you're in a, you know, if you're in a news in a, with a new operation doing some stuff that they're trusting you to do just like keep your head down and your mouth shut and like do, do the thing you know um that was another thing i was like man you know i'm a big Humphrey's fan um i wasn't as i wasn't like as starstruck as i was the first time i met him like seven years ago back in college but um you know i wanted you know you had to suppress like the, the fanboy in you like you know, and, you know, just do your job and, and, and trust the other way. But uh, cool. it was there, but <laughs> they were super nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what really bummed me out was because after the first night, it was chill. And we we're all hanging out. And that's when you kind of got to like, you know, shoot the breeze with everybody. And, you know, that we had a little bit of that on Friday night. And then Saturday night, I felt like it was going to be like the night where like, if there was gonna be hanging out that would be the night um just because everything was everything was set and you know we'd done the rehearsals and had a good first night and there was no teardown which is going to be on sunday right after the, right after the, the stream ended um um and then the stream went down on on, two, on saturday night right and mm-hmm. then so that really just put the wind everybody's sales and it was really bummed and kind of got out of there when it was over but um, um yeah, I guess we talk about that. We talk about it going down. Uh, I know you and Clay talked about it. Uh, I Clay nailed it. I mean, they, they were, every, there was every every like conversation was oriented towards you know the fans, and how they're feeling, and how this sucked, and how bummed uh, they were, um, you know. But uh, it was you know it wasn't their fault. And when I came back the next day, they had triple backups. And a, you know, in a new primary for the problem what had occurred the night before. So there was no way. And that was not a cheap thing to do. Like they spent a lot of money to make sure, you know, hell or high water, that stream was going to go off without a hitch that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did. So, you know, hats off to the team there. They did a great job.
0: For sure. The whole situation was handled really well, even when it all went down. And I know there, you know, the guys just kept playing and going and I think the whole situation was was handled perfectly actually, yeah. as perfect as you can handle something like that in the moment.
1: Yeah, I think they should release the hour of, when they when the stream was down and they're just like sitting, the band was sitting in the jam room like, you know, shooting the shit, like <laughs> playing a riff every now and again, telling funny stories, like that'd be, that'd be a good bonus content on like a, a, a you know, the next uh, hall of fame, you know, d- you know uh, disc set or whatever.
0: Yeah, for sure, that would be fun. So, tell me, what about like the Umphrey's lighting inspires you?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, uh, let me think. You know, it's so funny. I think that my, I saw Umphrey's before I saw Fish. I was really into all these bands, but it just never worked out. Or I could see them in high school or anything. They actually Fish actually played in my hometown the first day of college, which was in Virginia. So My favorite band, my hometown, is so poetic, but uh, I've caught up since we've been to as many as possible since then. But, um, you know, Humphreys is probably the first rock show I saw um, where the lights were so, I don't know, they're just, they're, they're badass for, you know, for the, for the layman's terms. Uh, they're really great. Um, and um, I always when I first, when I really got into lighting and started doing the research, you know, Koroda Fish, obviously, and uh, Waffle, of um, Umphreys were the kind of two guys, you know, I had seen those two bands the most, you know, there's not a lot of bands where the fans are going home, you know, talking about the lights and using the lighting designer's name. Like, no one's going to a, you know, Rolling Stones concert and going home and talking about the the light designer's name, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but they are Fish, they are at they are the champions, you know, with, you know, Dopepod and and, and uh, Spafford with Matt, and uh, you know, and pigeons with Manny, and uh, and you know, now Ben with uh, with Umphrey's, um, you know. So like, you go to Umphrey's posts and on Instagram, and like the third comment is like Ben factors killing with the lights, like that doesn't happen at the dance. So there's a lot of content with them out there and interviews and stuff. So it was just it was probably accessibility to um, To them via the internet and podcasts and youtube videos and interviews and that sort of thing and things like luke stratton's podcast um the light side um uh yeah sorry it's a little long-winded answer but uh
0: no that's okay do you know i interviewed ben too did you listen to that
1: okay i was looking for that today i could not find it
0: it's like early it's like 109 or something and i interviewed waffle too
1: Nice. Okay. I'll definitely check
0: out both of those. Yeah, waffles lot, is like a, a while ago, a couple summer camps yeah. ago. But yeah, it's in there. It was yeah. it was a great time. Yeah. It was one of my like first in-person interviews. So it was nice. It was really cool. Yeah, it, it was really
1: cool. Where did you where did y'all
0: do it? Summer camp one year. Oh I you did it, it at summer
1: camp. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I
0: think it was 2019 2019. So it was like right before he, you know, wound up leaving and we just went backstage and did the interview and it's cool. Cause there's like, you know, Joel will come in and be like, Hey, like in the middle of the interview and stuff. So it's, it's a really great one. <laughs> it was a lot nice. of fun. I
1: love it. I love it. I love it. I think I may have heard a part of that. Um, uh, but I definitely, I was looking for the Ben one today. I, 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 will definitely go find it. Ben's like the nicest guy too.
0: He um, really is. He is such a sweetheart and he's such a perfect fit for Umphreys and I love the freshness that he he brings everything I love the rainbow colors that he uses and you know his the way that he incorporates the blues and everything so I would love to know what were some of your favorite things of Waffle's lighting style and what are some of your favorite things of Ben Factor's lighting style
1: yeah great question so uh, you know Waffle loved the cone goba everybody knows the cone goba right the the circle with the hole in it um mm-hmm. uh, it's just a so to quote Waffle himself, it's a sexy look. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of uses of that. You know, I like the big punchy Mac 3s, which are the lights that used to run. I love that big front lens on in, in those theater environments. Just looks so awesome. Um, uh, his use of color wipes is fantastic. Um, uh, uh, you know, he, he did a lot of good stuff. Um, and Ben... Yeah, Ben's killer. Ben does a great job with the color wipes too. I love the sucker for color wipes. Um, but Ben's using like the new fixtures that I like. Um, he's using uh I didn't see him in Birmingham, but he's using uh mega points. He has been lately, I like those a lot. Um uh Ben just nails timings too. He always lands in the right spot and he does it like I like to do it on five seconds. He's like He'll do it off a two and a half, five and 10. And you're like, where, you know, and then he'll still land it. It's really, really cool. Um, he uses the battens, the bars that spin around. Um, I don't like those traditionally, but that's only because I didn't see Ben Factor doing it because he does a great job with those. I like them a lot. He does a really good job with the pixelated stuff and um, just the, the, the directional choices he makes with those are really nice.
0: I agree. I love how he's finding inspiration from so many other places. I don't know if you read any of the things that he posted um, where he talked about being inspired by like 85 ACDC tour lighting and, you know, stuff that was before he was even born and he's using that inspiration and bringing it to Umfries. I think that's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ben is super dynamic. Like Waffle, uh, you know, nothing against Waffle he's fantastic, but he kind of stuck to the same formula for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and Ben I've seen I've been to the both the drive-ins in Atlanta and I saw him in Birmingham last Sunday I think every single time there's a different lighting setup and it looks sick and then I'll go on Instagram and the next night or the night before was a different setup so he's really you know able to provide these different looks and different scenarios he's not afraid to try new things and um you know it's it's in 99% of the time it lands it's it's it, it, it's it's pretty remarkable
0: it is and it's so cool yeah. that he's he's young so we get to watch his career unfold before our eyes
1: oh yeah oh yeah for sure I you know it'll be uh uh a fun thing to watch for sure definitely I'll, I'll definitely be there <laughs>
0: <laughs> me too
1: <laughs> good
0: so, what are some ways that Humphries inspires you personally and professionally?
1: Yeah, I mean, so you know, uh, Umfries is—you know—they could be total jerks, get away with it, but they're like the nicest guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a there's a it's a good mixed bag of different kinds of people extroverted introverted in that group and they all well you know come together for a uh, a common goal and uh their passion uh, you know passion being a big part of that and uh they go out and crush it and um you know in a way i don't know i feel like you know if you didn't have you know uh there's more room in the world. I feel like offers be playing stadiums. You know, I feel like if there wasn't a a, a white pan to go to or a fish to go to, uh, you know, they would be uh, uh, bigger than they are. And um, I think that's you know, it's just like their place in time, and that's kind of you know, a little bit. You know, deep down, I never admit it, but I think they do, and with you know, unapologetically um uh and they have a good time and um you know i think uh there's a lot to learn from that
0: definitely i i agree i i take a lot of inspiration from their work ethic and you know how they try to balance work and family and you know so i take a lot of that personally too
1: definitely definitely um yeah work family and fun they got they got the balance going on
0: for sure so, what oh, yeah. is something that you like about being a part of the Umphreys community?
1: Um, you know, I've met uh, 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 a lot of good people. Um, um, you know, it's kind of like the jam band community as a whole. You know, there's there's jerks everywhere, but yeah. there's a lot of good people I, I run into, at uh, these things. Um, and... You know, it's 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 small enough where someone like me can still like weasel my way in there somehow, and you know, run a light, run lights for a stream or something, you know. Um, and it's like it's like this little secret that um, the community has, you know. Um, yeah. But it's it's fun, like it's it's crazy to see, you know, even when I, the difference between and when I first saw them in today. They've grown a lot. Like my parents went to Umfries last Sunday.
0: That's awesome. You
1: know, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have gone, you know, five, six years ago.
0: Did they enjoy um, it?
1: Yeah, they had a great time.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Like, I love it when people not only take my their parents,
1: parents. like my I, I didn't even take them. They were just like, oh yeah, we're going tonight too with our <laughs> friends. They went with a bunch of our friends. It was great.
0: That's so awesome. Hell yeah, parents. Shout out to your parents. Yeah, That's rad.
1: Oh Oh, they're cool. They're cool. They have good taste in music for sure. Nice. Um, Oh yeah.
0: So, what would you choose as an Umphrey's cover that they haven't done yet?
1: Oh man, that's a good question. Put me on the spot here, Sarah. I think. um, (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I mean, it'd be fun to see some like King Crimson covers or something.
0: For sure. uh,
1: Just because, like you know. I remember when I first heard King Crimson, I was like, "Wait, like this band sounds like It's Like, no, Humphries <laughs> sounds like King Crimson. They but,
0: came uh, first, and then this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, for the record, I definitely like Humphreys more, but I definitely love King Crimson too. But I think, uh, you know, some I love when they do like these Southern rock anthem songs, like like uh, you know anything by ZZ Top when they do, like cheap sunglasses or something. It's always fun to hear that. So in that kind of vein, like. Uh, uh, uh what is it? Bad companies like feel like making feel like making love. I think that'd be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, have Chris sing it and just you know, Jake ripping. I mean, that'd be a fun one. I think there's some cool instrumental parts of that song. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know, any of my bad company would be fun.
0: For sure, uh, for sure. I mean, listen to the mean, classic rock radio station all the time, and I'm like, this song, that song, that song. <laughs>
1: i love it i love it. Yeah, i heard you talking about like the legacy acts with clay and going to see um you know the the older older guys that may not be around much longer yeah i think it's i think it's that's yeah i went and saw uh kiss and with, with that with that same mindset like you know how how many how many more years i had to go see kiss um oh. you know probably not you know who knows this could be the last time they ever come to my town um it was freaking awesome like it was just it was it was like I like they were 18 still um it was they did everything so much energy and it was you know the the production was insane um I was like they they still got it they still got it
0: that's incredible probably even more so because of all the things that we have now for theatrics it's so it's probably way more than what you would have gotten in the 70s (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you think, but not, I don't know, man. They've always had, like, KISS has always had these huge hydraulic mechanisms and f- fire power techniques. I mean, pyrotechnics have been around since then. And uh, the actual, like, lighting fixtures they were using were, you know, nice, modern fixtures, but they're a few generations old. Like, Umphreys is using newer stuff than they were. Um, and yet, it was just this grand... Kind of old school like what ben was talking about by being inspired by was an acdc rig in this in the 70s and 80s or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of this big lots of park hands and like red and like overhanging structure and like stuff moving around and fire you know it was that's kind of always been their thing but uh you know it was uh it was crazy it was a lot of fun
0: i bet i bet I've never seen Kiss and I was kind of like on the fence. I'm not the biggest Kiss fan, but I mean, Neither am I. It, if it's rad, Neither I, I, I can get down.
1: <laughs> you, you should, you should definitely, if it's uh convenient for you, I'll recommend going um, uh, definitely worth the price of admission for sure. Sweet. And the people watching it is just great.
0: Oh, I bet. Although their fans are like next level. So, I mean, I can only imagine oh, yeah. seeing everybody dressed up and their own gear and all that so yeah, yeah. you think you think umphreaks
1: are crazy <laughs> and uh
0: the kiss army is next level
1: oh yeah kiss army <laughs> that's right that's what they call themselves
0: definitely <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna put you on the spot again
1: all right hit me
0: all right describe umphreys in three words
1: um chaos um, uh, man, all the words I'm thinking of are like actual song names. Um, chaos, <laughs> uh, 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 risks, risk, yeah, so they take risks. Um, and uh, uh, mm, cohesiveness.
0: Ooh, nice.
1: I feel like those are pretty decent, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. very nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Did you give me your show count? I don't know if you were if you said when we were talking earlier, how many shows have you been to?
1: Oh man, uh, I don't know, 20 something. I've been to like I mean, I don't know. I really lost count. At least at least 20, 20, 25. Um, I mean, damn, I've saw I've so I've seen upgrades more than any of the band is here. So, or at least during COVID. So I got three nights when I did the stream even though I watched it all through the monitor, like this big, in another room, uh, um, still counts challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it does too. Um, and then I had four nights at the drive. So, I mean, and i just tours. So damn much. Oh, and then I had, I saw them last, uh, week. So yeah. that's eight times during COVID. Right. And that's, you know, thank you, humphreys for getting out there and doing things for the drive-in and the streams um, to yeah. keep us entertained. Because um, I haven't seen any other band eight times since COVID. So I mean, it, you know, and they would always, uh, you know, lived in, in college. I lived in uh, up near Richmond, and so they would play like the the National, just a really cool theater in Richmond, um, like all the time, at least once a year. Um, had them in our school, you know, New Year's runs, lots of shows. Asheville. Every time they go to Asheville, I'm there. Um, anytime they're in the South or you know the East Coast area, there's a good chance you'll see me there. So I've been to a lot. <laughs> I don't nice. know, it's a lot.
0: Nice.
1: How about you? I'm sure you've been to a lot too. Are you keep, uh, are you one of those who keeps count?
0: I let me see. I just saw them like a month ago, and it was my 77th show. Nice. So, nice. Not too shabby for a mom of three.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's, that's impressive. Um, Wow. Good for you. Summer
0: camp helps. Summer camp, New Year's runs, yeah. stuff like that, you know, really help, Um, you yeah. know, when you're there and you catch a bunch of stuff. So that's, that's mostly yeah. the reason why I've, I've been to a lot of summer camps and stuff like that, but. Still yeah. Counts. And
1: they're, they're accessible, like in every ticket you know, depending on the ticket vendor, the fees and stuff. I mean, it's never like really more than like $50. Mm-hmm. whereas, you know, fish, you know, depending on the venue and where you want to sit, it'd be hundreds of dollars. And then that's before you would get to like, you know, scalpers in the secondary market. Um, and then, you know, it's always, it's an amphitheater, an hour outside of a city, four hours from you, <laughs> you know, it gets expensive where Unfreeze is just like, you know, it's a success. You pay $50, you go to your local, you know, theater or amphitheater, and you know have a rock show and they're oh. always around like they play within two hours of me like six times a year it's great
0: that's how I feel too being up here in the northeast I mean I can go to Cleveland I can mm-hmm. go to Pittsburgh I can go to Syracuse you know it's I'm kind of in this nice little hub and if I want to drive a little bit further it's not really super far to Michigan it's like seven hours which isn't terrible so it's yeah. It's not, and we're spoiled up here too. They they come up here and hit, you know, a nice radius. So, well,
1: the mu- the music scene there is nice. All right. Where 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 are you?
0: I'm right outside Buffalo.
1: Okay, okay. Do you ever go to like the Capitol Theater?
0: Capitol theater's on the other side of the state.
1: Okay. But I'm my going there for terrible. Umble.
0: I'm going there for Umble nice. this year, so that'll be nice. my first time at nice. the Capitol Theater.
1: Well, there's, there's like a good, this is one of the parts of the country, there's like a good music and jam band scene. Like here in Birmingham, whenever he comes, you know, it sells out. But, you know, you could have the right band in the right place on the right night here. And, you know, the crowd isn't really there. But that same band goes to Red Rocks in Denver or the Capitol Theater. And it's been sold out for months. Um, the community there, I feel like, is is strong for sure. And that helps
0: definitely so what other shows you got on deck for this rest of the summer
1: um so I did fish in Arkansas through Atlanta um and took my dad to Friday night in Birmingham um for first time in one time he'd seen them so it was a lot of fun and then uh on Sunday. I'm going to see Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan on uh, in Nashville uh, in two weeks. Um, shows. I don't have a ton of shows. I have um, some local gigs that I'm going to see. Nice. Um, but uh, I tell you the truth. I mean, I just got married and just moved, and uh, I'm tired. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Did like yeah. been like nine concerts the past month. I am. Uh, I'm tired. Um it's time to have some some chill weekends.
0: For sure. For sure. Before football
1: season, you know. You know. But yeah, uh, you're right. You're right how about in you? the, what do you the heart of it
0: and the heart of football country down there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We love it. We love it down here. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. What about you? Do you have any shows coming up?
0: Actually, last minute, I'm heading to summer camp this weekend. So oh, nice. <laughs> is that this
1: weekend? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow.
0: It escalated really quickly, like yesterday afternoon, and now I'm leaving Friday morning, so.
1: what? What did your crew call and say, hey, we're going, come on, or what happened?
0: Well, actually, um, Keith, I had applied for press for summer camp months ago, and they denied me because so many people apply. You know, you get, like, fans yeah. that are just like, oh, I have a camera. I'm a photographer, so give me a pass. Yeah. And... I was kind of bummed about it, but I was like, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. And so I was just talking to Keith yesterday about some other stuff and he's like, they denied your pass. Let me make a phone call for you. And so, yeah, I'm going.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Keith. He's super super funny. Keith is a, Keith is a nice guy. Um,
0: He really is.
1: uh, uh, Uh. He's, like, intimidating at first, but he's just, like, a he's just a funny goofball at the
0: end of the day. And he's just, like, a, yeah. he, I, I agree. Like, the first time I met him, I i don't want to say I was nervous and maybe not even intimidated, but definitely, like, I don't know what it was. But he makes well, you yeah. feel such at ease, you know? He's just always cracking jokes. And, yep. you know, he's just so funny and always willing to help. And he's such a supporter of, of my show and all the things that I've been doing, so... Just awesome dude to know for sure.
1: For sure. I uh, I pulled up to uh, Chris Chris's house for the national stream and like there's this dude and a full like Jack's dude with a mohawk and like a full purple tie-dye like sweat you know, hoodie on with sweatpants. I was like, who is this guy? Uh, but it yeah, turns out it's just Keith. Just Keith. Just <laughs> Keith. Super cool And guy.
0: actually, it's really funny because I was like wondering i was going to umphreys at the end of june and i hadn't like been outside of my house really you know i hadn't done anything and i hadn't hugged anybody outside of my family so it's like i wonder who the first person is that i'm gonna hug you know once i go back out and it was keith and he gave the best hug in the world so it was it was definitely a perfect choice
1: (laughs) yeah i love it i love it fantastic well uh, i hope you have fun at summer camp i think that's uh uh, I, I forgot that was going on this weekend. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I forgot too. And then I started seeing like, oh yeah, this weekend. I'm like, oh yeah, that's coming. And then you now I guess I'm going to be there. So awesome.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Is it? I haven't are they doing started like the,
0: packing yet? But.
1: Are they doing it full board?
0: Yeah, uh, they did cancel the late nights in the Red Barn. They moved them all to the VIP tent because it's like more outdoors.
1: Yeah. So
0: that so far. I think there's maybe like two bands they announced today that said that they couldn't come last minute, but that's really all that's changed. Everything else is full steam ahead.
1: Nice. I almost wish they'd like, like I'd pay, I'd pay another hundred dollars to have 40% less people there.
0: (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, I actually, I think they actually added more camping than mm, past years. That's good. I'm I'm thinking it's in an attempt to spread people out and not to sell more tickets.
1: <laughs> Let's hope so.
0: We shall see when we get there, but I looked at the map last night and they did add some more camping. So nice. nice. I got a hotel though. I, I don't want to sleep in a tent this time. Yeah, see,
1: you're smart. You're smart. Yeah. Okay. I, I went there once and like they we were just, I don't know, we got through the gate and they threw us on this golf cart and uh like all right, here's your campus. Uh, and i didn't realize it was next to the late night edm tent so like my air mattress just like till like 5 a.m every morning just like boom, boom. got no sleep for three days
0: no sleep uh, i know that's what no i'm sleep. happy about this is the first time i've stayed in a hotel and i'm i'm happy about it to have the bed and a shower and your own washing uh, toilet
1: <laughs> yeah i think i'm uh i'm done with the camping
0: yeah at least for um, right now i feel no, a little better I, not camping you know, yeah just until things maybe die down a little for sure (laughs) summer camp is gross enough by itself
1: you can't be in a bed in the shower (laughs) yeah it gets it gets dirty up there
0: yeah it does that's I've told some of my friends I'm like listen I've seen porta potties on a Saturday night at a music festival I don't know how scary COVID really is
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, that's um Especially <laughs> if you've been to a, a fish to festival, semester, yeah. like
0: that's those are. Not well, I, I tell you,
1: I went to I went to Mida ball and I, they sprayed that the fire department had their little setup next to the porta potties, and they'd spray down the toilets, porta potties every night. So every night, no, like every not every night, like every couple of hours. So they were clean as a whistle the whole time. It was great.
0: That's incredible. Like they
1: should do this at every festival.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Well, they probably will do start that doing it now.
1: I would hope so. Well, I think it's because it was at Watkins Glen, and it was they already set up for like the NASCAR camping, so they were kind of. It was already had. They already had a system in place.
0: But, yeah, I was uh, there for Super Bowl, when they did that in like 2011. Nice. I think that was. Yeah, yeah. Because Watkins yeah, Glen is yeah. not super far from me, so. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you, you have tickets to the curveball?
0: I did not, but one out? of my really good friends did, and I remember being at her house, like, like the Thursday before, or whatever you know. And they were getting their coolers packed, and they were doing all this stuff, yeah. and they were getting ready to leave. And they were there, like they had already been there. They had set their stuff up, and then oh, that's when oh, they wow. said, like, everybody's got to go, and yeah.
1: Yeah. My, uh, my best friend went and I bailed on him the night before. I was like, dude, I have like, I just can't, I can't swing at work with it the week after I just can't do it. Um, and I was really like bummed. I wasn't going to go. And he drove there and he drove like 13 hours and then they canceled it. <laughs> Shout Ugh. out to Gardner. But he, uh, I think he went to that, that festival that happened, you know, uh, Uh, They, that kind of like someone had a farm and like held a festival that was, you know, an unlicensed festival called that, but uh, uh, I felt bad for for my buddy.
0: Oh, that's tough. Especially driving that far. And then you're like, all right, I'm here. I'm going to chill, relax. No, Mm -hmm. that's not
1: happening. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. He was like an, he was like an exit away.
0: Oh, (laughs) oh well good i mean good on your part though that you're like no i'm not going and
1: i got i got lucky
0: (laughs) for sure (laughs) all right so is there anything else that you wanted to chat about
1: um you know i would just say you know not really i think we've covered the bases it's been a lot of fun um uh if you need to book a band, do it through www.repsy.com. Uh,
0: <laughs> Who are some uh, of the bands that you're podcast. repping right now? I don't think so you
1: I, send me. Actually, actually I have unfreeze. Unfreeze is on there. Um, so if you want to book unfreeze for your homecoming concert or your college or something, <laughs> uh, if you're baller enough to do that, uh, you know we're we'll the people to get it done for you. But um, you know we have we kind of run the gamut from you know up and comers local guys up to you know um um we got a lot of djs on there i know let me pull up bark roster I'll give you the highlights um uh, a lot of bands from your neck of the woods um Little street company uh we have hippie sabotage um winston rambles the guy we like a lot um Let's see, if you're down near uh, in the south, you got Grass is Dead, great uh, uh, gravel, Dead cover bands. But we're approaching, we have like over 100 artists now. Um, wow. Um, everybody from, you know, wedding bands to Humphreys McGee. So um, if you need a band for your fraternity party or a birthday party or a wedding or a venue, um, you was know, look at the books of bands, hit us up.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations yeah, on having you. that many bands. That's really badass. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, uh, I owe a lot of that to our, to our team, but, uh, um, it's been, it's a lot of that's due to COVID. Like I was saying earlier, um, you know, a lot of these guys, um, you know, no one was really looking after COVID. Uh, we were able to, to uh, get our foot in some doors that I don't think otherwise would have been closed, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying with the, the equipment, too, that unless it was COVID time, there probably wouldn't have been stuff to rent or it would have been more, or yeah.
1: Nor would it have been a stream in Chris's basement.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't have been a necessity. Yeah. 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 So, silver linings to the things that have been happening.
1: Making uh lemonade out of lemons. 100%. For
0: sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's everything I have. If cool. there's nothing else you cool. want to shout out or promote or whatever, um, you know, you got the floor,
1: um, uh, go buy Humphrey's hot sauce.
0: Uh, yes, do that. Uh, buy it. It's so good. I can't yeah, stop talking about it.
1: It's really, it's really, really good. Um, uh, uh the, uh, the mango one is really tasty. I think mm-hmm. the rest that was really good, and yeah. I think you, the garlic habanero—that stuff's amazing.
0: That's um, my favorite. Um, I'm so obsessed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. I have a
0: problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, go by uh, uh, Nashville Heat Hot Sauces. Check out the Living Show podcast coming soon. Um, thanks, Sarah, for having me on. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, this has been great. I'm really happy that we got to meet each Hopefully, other.
1: Hopefully, uh, I'll see you at a show sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. 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 For sure. Well, uh, have fun at summer camp. And um, next time you're at a Humphrey show, uh, let me know. I might be there.
0: All right. I will do. All right. Take care. Take care. Have a great rest of your night.
1: You too. Bye. Bye.